at the end of the day, even if he gives all the money, even if the Kentucky GOP says, yeah, let's do it. The people that have to actually say, yes, you can do this, is the Republican National Committee. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, no. And oh, no. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome back, guys and gals, to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 133. It's not just any episode, though. It's another edition of our Rand Paul analysis show known as Rand Paul Lusses and Minuses. Rand Paul Lusses and Minuses. To find out more about the things you'll hear talked about in the show, head over to our website, lionsofliberty.com slash 133 for the full show notes. Now, before we get into the show, I want to tell you about our great sponsors, starting with our friends at Health Excellence Select, because if you're anything like me, you got a major case of sticker shock when the Obamacare mandates went into effect, especially if you purchased your own insurance like I did. But there is an affordable alternative to the standard corporatist health insurance. It is brought to you by our friends at Health Excellence Select. You can find out more over at lionsofliberty.com forward slash health. We are also sponsored by libertymaniacs.com, your home for all the political and satirical gear you need for election season. As a listener of the show, you can receive a 10% discount off your entire order by using the code, that's right, Lions of Liberty. And here we are, <laughs> once again. I say once again because we actually, uh, I'll let you guys in on a secret. We actually recorded about three minutes of this show. Well, we didn't <laughs> record it is the funny part. We did about three minutes of the show once already, uh, but I wasn't recording at all. So we're doing it all again. But yep. here he is again for the first time to you. My co-host for this episode of Rand Pluses and Minuses, Mr. Brian McWilliams. I'm back, baby, for the third time since we already recorded once and several other times. But yes, I'm back, desperately trying to remember what I said the first time we almost recorded. It was gold, let it, me tell you. It was gold. And I, I don't mean just, I don't say that just because I believe in investing in gold. I believe just the fact that it was hint, wink, nudge. podcast gold. But yes, I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm proud to say that... Mark and I were discussing a little something earlier. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> but basically, um, the Tom Woods podcast. Tom Woods podcast. The first thing, we, the first Walter thing Block. any good podcast does is promote it's, someone else's podcast. That's right. So, so we'll, but we did both listen to the uh, Tom Woods had both Walter Block and Scott Horton on to uh, debate the subject of this very show, which is Rand Paul recently. Exactly, and they basically did a debate his his pluses and minuses. And I, as I've stated, they didn't use the term. Of course, didn't use the term because that would be. Uh, Pure plagiarism, but I would say stealing the concept straight from this show, especially since all of them, all three, have been on this show discussing Rand Paul. Maybe not Tom Woods, but at least the other two. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I mentioned Rand when I talked to Tom Woods, but I, definitely, I had Walter Block on the show. We discussed his endorsement of Tom Woods, and then I also we did a whole our last episode of this show with uh, we did a whole episode with Scott Horton talking about the Iran deal. We, we convened an emergency session with our foreign policy expert Scott Horton. Yeah. So. Uh, we've we've gotten both those views separately. I was kicking myself when I when I saw Tom Woods had them both on. Of course, that's that would be a brilliant thing to do. So of course, Tom Woods beat me to it. Yeah. Just just like all the other things he's beaten me to. 
So what what is the latest here with Ran? And enough enough about other people's shows. What's the latest uh, with the Ran news here? What's what's been in the headlines recently? Well, there's a lot. I mean, clearly the debate happened. We don't need to go into that here because people should listen to our debate recap show. Which yes, is, of course, an entire found. podcast of several of our associates and us uh, drinking liquor and talking about the GOP debate for a solid hour. I believe that was episode number one thirty. So uh, if you've been following the pattern here, you should know you can find the show notes for that and the full episode at lines. Of liberty.com slash 130. While I'm plugging, where can you find the full archive of this program as well as every edition of your weekly column, Rand Pauluses and Minuses? Well, you can find that at www.linesofliberty.com forward slash Rand. We nailed it! I know, right. for the first time, I remember to say dot com. Usually you leave off like a, you know, a, a W or a, a slash or, or the something. Liberty. One time I forgot the Liberty. liberty I was just at lines of, lines of Loving, I think, which is a different site. Yes. Very inappropriate. Don't go there. If you visit that, we had nothing to do with it. No. I have a little bit I have a little bit of equity in it, but not not much. But okay, so here's the news. So you know, the debate happened. Uh people can go check that out if they want. But following the debate Anything notable from the debate you want to point out? Do well, you think he did okay? A couple, a couple I mean, quick we should probably things. touch on it briefly. Yeah, real quick. So uh, a couple of things to point out. I thought that Rand actually um handled himself pretty well in the debate in the early going. I, I love that he took on Trump right away and attacked him from the get go because Trump got more speaking time than even the moderators did. So attacking him early put him in the mix, especially considering the fact that as we mentioned before in our recap show, Rand got the least time. And I also cited in uh, the Rand pluses minuses where I did a debate recap myself. So he got the least time of anybody, I think at five something, five So and they're a half. still following the uh, the Paul pattern of, of how you handle right. debates. Pretending you, you, he's not there. If your name is Paul, you get the least amount of time. That's right. just, that's, uh, that's been going on for about six years, right. well, eight years now, I guess. Now, what Rand did that Ron didn't, though, is interject himself. And now he had, you know, did that in the beginning with Trump. He also did it when uh, with Chris Christie. He got into it hardcore with him. I thought it, you know, really stood strong on the Fourth Amendment, on you know being anti NSA, and he really nailed Christie with a solid body blow. Of course, it's hard to miss with the body blows on Christie, <laughs> but he saw, really got him right with a gut shot. And that Christie said, you know, I I was there, and I, uh, you know, I had warrants for people, and I put people on trial. And Rand said, yeah, you had warrants for that with NSA spying. There's no warrants involved in any of this it's just people getting thrown under the uh, under the umbrella of surveillance so i think those points he did a really great job on uh one of the the i'd say things i wasn't so happy about was he waffled again on the iran deal he kind of said oh i didn't support it but waffled on it. he also waffled on isis and how he pulled back from some earlier comments he made saying that the u.s created isis which i agree with and uh didn't really go into the whole concept of blowback which of course we know ron paul would have so he, he uh, didn't have his, he didn't have his quite have his Giuliani moment. No, se. he didn't. But, but the Christie stuff was pretty good. Although, I mean, I don't great. think it sh- shattered anyone's worldview like the the Ron Paul Giuliani exchange no. did back in '07. Uh, no, but yeah, the he, yeah the Christie thing was great. It was it, that was probably the most memorable moment from the debate as far as he goes. But then he pulled back later on and he didn't really interject as much. Maybe he was threatened by the moderators or Fox that they were just going to cut off all the questions for him, but. He uh, he really disappeared in the second half. Wait, did you just put out a random conspiracy theory that I'm, Rand Paul I, was threatened before I the think debate? It, I honestly believe it. I think it was because look, he, if you looked at the debate, <laughs> it's quite a bold claim. I mean, we were live tweeting it, and we're like, yeah, he's going after him. But then, when where was he? Where was he in the second half? He wasn't interjecting anymore. He wasn't really taking part in the conversation except when he was questioned. So you so think I because think he they, went out, on I his think own. they put the the dampers on. They, they 
put the kibosh like, on. If he played it. nice, they might have given him some more time, but they didn't like that he stepped out of bounds and jumped into the Trump thing. So like, think, all right, pal. Exactly. Now you get no questions. I think that is exactly what happened. Um, but speaking of Trump, now that we've talked about the debate, which, by the way, what did you think of the debate? Uh, I thought it was all right, but, but you're, I mean, like, you're right. I mean, I mean, it was mostly a reality show, like we've talked about a million times. No. But I mean, I, it was amazing. I know you were talking about during the debate that all right, when they're talking about race issues, doesn't go to Nothing. Rand Paul. They talk about who's got the tax plan doesn't go to Rand Paul. Right. He's got by far the most radical tax right. plan. Huckabee had the twenty percent uh, flat tax. Huckabee basically copied. Yeah. Huckabee basically plus. presented Rand's plan with a six point five percent increase mm-hmm. and got like all this applause for that. Imagine if Rand Paul said. Yeah, mine's like that, but like way lower. <laughs> and that's where you're. Sh- it's shocking he didn't say that. So that's why, mm-hmm. again, I'm telling you, they, uh, so they, they. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm just gonna say, they put the ball gag in his mouth, and he's putting the gimp suit. Oh boy, that's what you, that, I'm keeping ball it. Ball gags and gimp suits. Rand Paul 2016. Rand Paul 2016. Ball gags, gimp suits. One sentence earlier. Did he? That's what I wanted to say. Is were there any one sentence earlier moments? Rand Paul one sentence. Debate, or do you think he was uh, what he did say? The little time he got was uh, all you know uh, on the up and up. Shockingly, I think I, I couldn't remember any one sentence earlier moments. He did have some great one liners. One one such one liner was, "I don't want my guns or my marriage registered with the government or registered in Washington." You know, he had that one just oh, wound just up. He's like, "I'm going to just say this whenever I can possibly relate it." Exactly. And he had another one later that I can't fall off the top of my head, but he had a, he had a few bumper stickers. Yeah, yeah. bumper stickers, cool. We need to get some bumper stickers. So, Paul made, Luss for this. Even though I say I'll give him a Paul Luss for his performance. Ding. However, the you know, a lot of people in the media, especially the conservatives, say, oh, he had a terrible performance. I don't understand how. He handled himself well. He got his points across. He just wasn't given shit for an opportunity to do it. Do you give uh, Megan Kelly a Paul Luss or minus? Uh, or does she, does she not get judged on that scale? I, I don't think I can judge her on that scale. I'll give her a... Uh, we should probably leave our Megyn Kelly discussion for off the air. Yeah. She's a very attractive <laughs> woman. I'll say that. She's all right. Anywho. Hell following, following the debate, though. Anywho. I, wait, before, do you think the threats that you're referring to are in any way related to the Jesse Benton indictment, which came out shortly, like, at the same time of this debate? Basically, I think a couple days before. Hmm. Any relation? Hmm? Uh, it's possible. Hey, let's put Not some stuff probable. that makes Rand Paul look bad in the news. You know, and that's what even they, even they were saying. They were they saying the it. His campaign was time. saying it. I yeah, I guess maybe. But when you look at it, at the end of the day, Rand is still a pretty long shot for the nomination. It'll be you know maybe they just were saying, well, we'll just shoot everybody that we can shoot with these with anything we can find. But it's possible they put it out to time it uh, coincidentally with the debates. Whether or not. It actually has any bearing on it. I don't know. I gave him a minus for that specific thing. And what we're talking about is basically that Jesse Benton, who is married into the Paul clan after meeting Rand Paul's or Ron Paul's granddaughter on the campaign trail, um, basically has been indicted for giving a senator, uh, Kent Sorensen, for giving him money to change his endorsement from Bachman to Ron. So it has nothing to do with Rand in any way, which again is kind Other of why it's questionable. Than it's some of the same characters, right? So, so Benton was running Rand's super PAC, but you're not supposed to be talking directly to those people anyway. We all know they do somehow, some way, probably through pass notes at the back of the classroom. I mean, they're probably Facebook friends, like <laughs> yeah, you think? Are there secret Facebook chats between Rand and Jesse? Well, like, wouldn't the greatest way for them to communicate be for Jesse Benton to send Rand a maybe a birthday? 
birthday card with some with some uh, back and forth. Maybe they're sending each other happy Easter cards. Are you allowed to even send like family greetings? If, you have I mean, to be right. How are they going to stop you from, from getting together as family? If it's it's like happy birthday, Jesse. P- there's like a secret note in there, like. P.S. What do I do next? Right. <laughs> Jesse Benton's knocking up Ron Paul's granddaughter just to have Rand over so he can talk about him. Look, a new baby now. What are we going to do with the campaign? All right. That but um, I, I'm going to say forever, hopefully, enough about Jesse Benton because luckily, I think this is obviously he stepped down from the Super PAC and uh, now we're not going to hear about him again for a while. Until he goes to jail. Until he goes to jail, which is, I mean, I don't want him to go to jail. I don't know. I don't think he's that bad a guy, probably. He's just made some missteps. A little bit of an oopsie. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens with Jesse. So we do get a, a minus out of the Jesse Benton yep. incident. You got a say. big minus for that one. But uh, the, the big news, I think, that came out very recently, I, was, I don't know if it was over the weekend or maybe the end of last week, is that uh, Rand Randall here got a little uh, Randy Pants. I'm sorry, we haven't used the hashtag. Hashtag mm-hmm. Randy Pants. Whenever you guys are talking about this show, tweeting it out like you guys always do. Use the hashtag Randy Pants. Let's keep that puppy trending. But uh, who gave their big uh, thumbs up endorsement to Rand this week? Well, it was not Jesse the Body Ventura. No, it was not. Who, as we know, threw his lot in with one Donald Trump. But it was something even more impressive than Jesse the Body. And that's one. Ron Paul! Ron Paul. Actually endorsed his son. Actually, can you believe it? <laughs> like eight months after he first declared yeah. he was running for president. And you were talking about, if you want to, I don't pull up that Onion article Mark was uh, referencing oh, yeah. earlier. Onion well, is so true to life sometimes. Even sir. today, I think if you Google Ron Paul endorsement, you'll get the Onion article first. <laughs> well, that was the article that said, Ron Paul withholding presidential endorsement until the true, until true libertarian candidate enters the race. <laughs> that one's been going around for a couple months here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is hilariously true. Uh, in a way. But yeah, Ron finally came out and said, yes, you know, Rand is the candidate. Now, granted, I, you know, he, he says he's the closest one to his values and the most libertarian candidate, um, you know, that's out there. So was, he was pretty strong in it. I was worried that he was going to be like, look, he's great. You know, he's not my he's not my favorite, but he's wonderful. But no, he came out pretty strong he's to peace. support him. Yeah. So that was good. Good on good on Ron. Um However, I, I offered a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Ooh. Uh, another our, our, our one. A second one of the show. A second one. This is slowly evolving to the Alex Jones show. I can't wait. Well, hey, he's making, See, a, it's lot, all about the new world making a lot more money than we are. Rand Paul's really a secret globalist. We should get Alex on the, on the show to debate somebody else that's equally crazy. Alex Jones versus Jesse Ventura on the next Rand Paul Lessons and Yes, let's make that happen. <laughs> oh, boy. So here's my theory, though. And it's not, I guess you could call it conspiracy. But I think it's, uh, it's something where Ron waited to endorse Rand. And this might be a, a, the best thing. He was waiting, and a lot of people were talking about it, which is in itself kind of interesting. It's keeping him in the news a little bit. But I think if he had come out right at the start and been like, yep, great, he's the best, I'll endorse him. People would be like, ah, of course he's going to endorse him. You know, he's his son, after all. He has to endorse him. And by waiting a little bit longer, it's actually made that endorsement so much more important. And it, more meaningful. Because now Rand's out there, his campaign's out there, he's done a debate. And after a lot of people, like us, have started to question Rand, whether or not we should support him. And obviously, uh, Scott Horton and Walter Block have been going at it. And Tom was everybody's questioning whether or not Libertarians should support him. You've got Ron Paul riding in on his white steed and saying, hey, yes, you should support Rand. He's the best candidate out there. Go for it. I got to tell you, listening to that debate, I don't think, I don't think Ron Paul's convincing Scott Horton. 
No, I don't think he is I'm pretty damn sure. Yeah, so I would like to offer a counter-conspiracy theory. Please do. Our third conspiracy theory (laughs) on Rand Paulus' and Minus' What's our conspiracy, Wait, That's the third conspiracy of the show. All right. So, my conspiracy theory... That's not really a conspiracy theory. It's just a theory. Yeah, they're not really conspiracy theory. I don't think... I think... But also aliens. There you go. You know, there was all this news when the campaign first started that, you know... Rand Paul, there's all these articles like uh, Ron Paul going to be distancing from the campaign. Ron Paul won't be on the campaign trail. Ron Paul is going to do his own thing, be educational, be on the side, saying whatever he thinks and not being involved in the Rand Paul campaign. Then we have a debate. Then we see poll numbers slipping. Then we see Rand, uh, you know, polling 2% in Iowa. Not very encouraging numbers. Especially when Ron had a really strong. I mean, Ron, in Iowa. some would say Ron Paul should have won the Iowa caucus and there were shenanigans that like put me. Santorum I said that. over the top. Uh, another conspiracy there. Yeah. That was one that we actually talked about, I think, four years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my theory is that they were never really planning to do an endorsement of this level. But this uh, there's some panic in the campaign, even though the public face of the campaign has been, oh, no, it's a slow build. Everything's organized. We've got our people on the ground. We're doing all these things. Come on. You can't tell me that they're not panicking and they don't think that the campaign is not taking off as they once hoped. And I would agree with Scott Horton on, on the reason for that. One of the main reasons is that Rand Paul has kind of futzed around in that one area of foreign policy where all those for all those Republicans out there that said, oh, I support Ron Paul. Uh, even the common thing here, I'm a libertarian on everything except foreign policy. I'm not sure about that. I think we do need to be bombing the hell out of the world. And that's what a lot of people just believe. Okay? So Rand is in there. That's the one thing he's futzing around with. But that's the major thing that got a lot of people fired up. Or that and, and the Fed stuff. Ron Paul was coming out and the Fed and the Fed. I, I mean, Rand has said some stuff, like he has an audit the Fed bill, but he's not doing the same thing Ron was at all. So those two issues, more of the foreign policy, I think, have really uh, made Rand suffer. The, the grassroots is not fired up. You know, I was fired up to donate money to Ron Paul because of the things he was saying, not because of his odds to win. I haven't given a dime to the Rand Paul campaign. And I don't think I'm unique in that. And it's not because I'm bitter or hate him. I mean, I, th- I like a lot of things about him. But he's not, he has not inspired me to you know, drop what I'm doing, to spend my hard-earned money, to hit the pavement and fight for him because he's saying all the things I believe in. He has not done that. So I think that you know, that's the reason that he's not getting the, the extremely you know, campaign taking off. And you don't see a thousand Rand Paul memes. I mean, I see Bernie Sanders all over my Facebook feed. And now I finally get it. I finally get why some people were getting a little annoyed with my Facebook post of Ron Paul. <laughs> In 2008 and yeah. 2012. I get it. I feel the burn. <laughs> I yeah, I know. It's it. all come back around. So I think they finally said, they called Ron Paul and they said, we need this to happen. We need you to step in. If, if you want Rand to be president, I do. I have no reason to think he doesn't mean the endorsement. I think if it's his son. He probably does think he's the best guy for the job out of all the people that, uh, you know, being And presented. according to Walter Block, he still is the best man for the yeah, job, exactly. but, you know, whether Ron supports him or not. Yeah, and I mean, I think Ron, but I do want to read from his statement here. Um, I mean, who knows? I don't even know if Rod wrote this statement or if it's like some campaign. Hopefully, it's not ghostwritten like the uh, the letters of old that were Jack brought Hunter up to disparage and, uh, him. Whoever wrote the racist newsletters, right. <laughs> I think, wrote this. I endorse Rand, Jeffrey but also Tucker, I hate no black people. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> no um, need to dig up. But I, I want to d- re- read this one part. He says, "Remember, truth is treason in the empire of lies, and nowhere is that more true than when it comes to Washington D.C. and their media mouthpieces." Even where Rand and I do have minor differences of opinion, I would take Rand's position over any of his opponents in both parties every time. Now, you know what? I, I, I got to take exception with a little bit of this, is that 
you know, for all the, uh, the talk that Ron Paul does about being against the left-right paradigm and, you know, the two corporatist parties, he's really playing right into that narrative right here. He's saying, yeah, you only have two options, Republicans and Democrats. And if you don't like any of those guys, I mean, look at them. Rand's the best of them. Sure. But, you know, he's kind of shutting down the idea of not supporting those two corporatist parties. And, you know, I, that rubs me the wrong way. Well, understandably so. But, you know, in, in considering what he's doing, he's endorsing Rand. Rand's running in the GOP. Not that I exactly you know, say, you understand. but vote libertarian. Like, right. I mean, I, I get it, but yeah, exactly. I doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> Gary, Gary Johnson for life. Did Gary Johnson even announce yet? No. Is he going? It's getting a little late in the game. I don't know, but I'm pretty excited about my guy, Steve Kerbell, who I interviewed recently. Yeah, you Stevie K. That is, of course, episode 131, lionsofliberty.com slash 131 for a great candidate who's, I know there's at least one good voice of liberty running for office because he, he he killed it, man. He passed the test, the LOL test. Yes, and that's the only test Maybe that Maybe if his campaign picks up, we'll do like a Kerbellus or minuses. I don't know. I'm not sure if that one's going to sell. You're the fun guy. I don't know if that's going to work with the kids. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll come back to Steve Kerbell. He's going to be around uh, for many more months. Yeah. For the Maybe we can call it the K count, like with pitchers. All right. All right. We'll give him a, we'll give him a strikeout uh, for every time he has a solid libertarian yeah, I mean, move. People do expect Gary Johnson to run, but he hasn't announced he's running, so... We'll see. I, I, I mean, well, we don't need to get into the difference. Maybe figures. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I wonder this. I wonder if, uh, if he's getting pressure from any side to say, you know what? Look, Rand's the most libertarian esque candidate. We don't want somebody pulling away from his potential base because he still would be as Walter Block uh, well, views now, it, and as our- and as I view it as of right now, as the best chance we have for somebody that at least a lot of their liber- their views are more libertarian maybe he's getting pressure to say hey pull off another conspiracy theory number five paul off i was gonna say this is like the official randspiracy episode this is i like it hashtag randspiracy Ooh, we got another hashtag the ha- hashtag the- randy pants hashtag, hashtag randspiracies of hashtag randy pants yeah so i mean i mean look I, that is a possibility Tis, tis, tis. Because all he would do, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, he's going to, he might pull some libertarian votes away from Rand, but not in such numbers that he's going to win the nomination. I he's have a hard time that. anyone is like threatening Gary Johnson with, with, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not like the Libertarian Party even pulled in a lot of votes with Gary Johnson running. They no, that's true. So, that's true. I mean, I, the, the number of people who just didn't vote at all greatly surpasses it's like taking it'd be like out. taking pennies out of a homeless man's cup yeah it's like come <laughs> on just, just let him have a couple of pennies. <laughs> not that i don't love gary johnson go get yeah, go gary great guy great, great guy, guy. Uh, all these, great gary uh, all the liberals i mean I, I think we could probably say most people that run in the libertarian party are gonna be better than Rand paul if even if they might share the same beliefs behind the scenes because Rand paul is still doing that thing where he's catering to the gop base and the libertarian candidates they're not worried about that because they're the libertarian party yeah. they're not they're not trying to be anything they're not yeah you know even when we might not agree with them so well uh, that's you- my goal i hope the libertarian party and third parties can just do better and make more headway and and fight this monopoly this legal monopoly that these two parties have on the political system no. throughout through many many various means but i think um, all rational people should agree on uh, on there being more parties and less of this biopoly huh, who doesn't want more parties yeah so uh, here's one thing that Rand is not catering to is the voters of Iowa. Oh, yeah. I'll, give, I'll tell you that There's much. a segue. There's a perfect Dude, segue. Why so, is that? Well, let me tell you about it. Uh, Rand recently ditched the, I guess the Iowa State Fair was going, where, you know, all it was political capital oh, of the uh, the Iowan world between can eating we, can we funnel cakes lo- <laughs> and vomiting on the tilter world. You want to hear some candidates I'm just going to toss it out there right now. I think next year we should do a live podcast from the Iowa State Fair. I completely agree. <laughs> 
What's the next big state fair coming up that we could get to that's fairly close? Isn't there a California state fair soon? That already happened, but nobody's speaking at that anyway. And if it was, it would probably be Bernie. Oh, yeah, because these guys got to do, like, the state fair of every, like, backcountry GOP, Mm -hmm. like, district. Well, you know they're going to do the early caucus states anyway, or the early primary states. So they've got, that's where they're speaking. But Rand didn't go. They, a bunch of people went. You know, all these other guys and Rand snubbed skipped the it. State he fair. snubbed you, Iowa. He's not going to wrestle a Stick pig that or corn anything up your ass. Like yes. But you know what he did for a good cause? Because he went for the second year in a row during his summer recess. He went to do pro bono eye surgeries. Last year, I believe it was Guatemala. This year, he went to Haiti. So he's popping people's eyeballs in for free. Well, that's nice. You know, so I mean, look, I, I appreciate that for, and I'll tell you why. I give him a Paulus. For this, how can you this got, move. how can you not give a guy a pause? You got to give a pause for for fixing people's eyes for free. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll give him a pause for that, too. right? And, so, and, and, it, and, and by the way, I assume you give a pause for the Ron Paul endorsement. I do. Well, of course, yeah, yeah he has to get a pause. I, I will too at the end of the day, because I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Ron. It's Ron Paul. He, yeah, he gets a plus. But I will say, you know, Rand saying, "Look, I'm not going to go campaign in Iowa," makes me like him more simply for the fact that Ron, we loved because he was principled, he was dedicated, he would, it didn't always count out of the norm and, and to the, the party lines and play by all the rules. He said, I, this is what I believe and this is what I'm going to do, and, I, and he did it. Now, Rand does not have that exact same dedication. We've seen him waffle on things. We've seen his opinion change. I personally believe that he is being strong-armed by APAC and by um, you know some of the, the stronger political forces to really throw a sport behind Israel, which they you have... Know, yeah, even though, he, even though he said he wanted to defund them during debate, which was pretty amazing. They had the whole, well, he said ultimately kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to fund everybody, but, it, but you know, we got to start with the people that hate us. Right. But such, a, know, such a, I don't know, cookie cutter <laughs> way of looking at the world. People who hate us. As yeah, if, yeah. As true. if all people in Israel love us and all people in the other countries right. hate I mean, it's silly. <laughs> right. But I will say this. He, you know, him doing this. It, it kind of harkened back to that, look, I'm going to do what I want. This is what I believe in. I think this helps people. My advancing my presidential campaign can wait a week until I do this great deed that I said I was going to do and I believe in. So I give a big pause on that. The way the polls have been going, I mean, it's probably better for him. Just, I mean, he'll probably get more points fixing eyes than he would saying stuff. True. Unless, another segue, ready for this? Yes, but at first I will also give him a... Paulus. There you go. Well, I thought on. you already. I thought you already plossed him. Oh, did I? Plossed well, him. he gets another. Double plus. Double it up. Two pluses. Double plus. Good, go. like they uh, like they have in 1941. Uh, or no, 1984. I do not. I don't know why I just to Steven Spielberg, the terrible Steven Spielberg film 1941, instead of <laughs> instead of World 1984. Whatever. It's been a long Monday. Or were you calling 1984? Wait, I was so thinking confused. 1984, I and I said right 1941, okay, which is ex- a Steven Spielberg war movie starring John Belushi. Uh, that's okay. terrible. That explains my complete utter confusion. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Segway into I do love Rand going after the Donald consistently. Okay. And why is that? You don't think it is a, a getting, what's the phrase? Getting dirty with pigs? Maybe I might sell on the Iowa State Fair. But I, I do you like wrestle the with phrase. pigs, expect to get dirty, whatever that old, yeah. old phrase is. Hey, this is politics. Everybody gets dirty. And right. for a guy who's, everybody was writing about his early demise because he's been marginalized in the media, going after Trump is the way to be. Trump has been on TV all the time. And I think I was, when I was, uh, I was Actually, working out the only the time gym, I saw, ladies. I had, uh, you know, CNN in the background. Well, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Was I think it was the yeah, time I was talking Yeah, that's right. We work out. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. So yeah, CNN's on the background and Trump's out there. And who's he talking about? 
Rand Paul. I was going to say, that's the only time I saw Rand in the news, too. Right. Was when Trump was talking about it. Right. So So the more Rand goes after Trump, the more Don, I mean, and Trump's never wanted to let a slight go without responding. So you know he's going to make it a point to say something about Rand. So keep on going, man. Keep on shooting those slings and arrows at Trump. That will keep you relevant. And the more you can take him down with logical reason points, maybe you'll actually get some people like, it won't be Trump's people because the people that like Donald Trump and they're actually, you will believe in him are unreachable in my opinion, but you might get other people that are watching politics, the more rational uh, people than, than the Trumpians. What's he actually, he even had a whole ad campaign against Trump. Is that right? He did. Yeah. You know what? I, I should pop it in there uh, in, into a, I didn't, I didn't write about it this week and it came out after I wrote last time, but yeah, he called him a false conservative, but then he also released an ad campaign. His ad campaign basically was using Trump's own words against him, which is the most effective way to do it. And it was, you know, where Donald came out and he's supporting Hillary and he's uh, supporting healthcare, you know, single payer healthcare and all these big progressive issues, which now, of course, he's decided he hates. All right, so actually, let's just take a look at the ad real quick. Or not a look. Well, a look for us. A listen for the people at home at this attack ad that Rand Paul did against Donald Trump. In many cases, I probably identify more as a Democrat. I've been around for a long time. And it just seems that the economy does better under the Democrats than the Republicans. But if you go back, I mean, it just seems that the economy does better under the Democrats. Healthcare. The uh, liberal in healthcare. We have to take care of people that are sick. Universal health coverage. I love the universal. Hillary Clinton, I think, is a terrific woman. I mean, I'm a little biased because I've known her for years. I live in New York. She lives in New York. And I've known her and her husband for years. And I really like them both a lot. I think she really works hard. And I think she does a good job. And I like her. She's a really good person and woman. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. All right, so what do you what do you think of that? It was a pretty good a little uh, montage they put together. There. It was, he's got I a mean, good production team. That's for sure. He does have a great production team, and I mean, hell, you got Donald Trump saying he identifies as a Democrat, and, and Democrats ran the country better, and Hillary Clinton's a wonderful woman, and he believes in universal health care. I mean, these are all yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> it's the second time I dropped my phone during this. Let's just keep on going. These are all things that. Clearly, people should be ripping him apart over, and it's fantastic that Rand is leading the charge, and Rand's putting out this ad about him because he's he's Donald talked about it, you know, that night. I think it's like the next day he was speaking in New Hampshire, and he addressed it, and that's the CNN thing we both saw. That's right, and it's true; it's gotten Rand some attention. I mean, that was the only two minute piece on Rand Paul that that day, I bet, on CNN. So, for better or for worse, and you know, if people start to look into that and start to say, oh, yeah, this Trump guy, he really is, you know, a, really a joke. He obviously was a Democrat forever. And it's just, you know, for whatever reason, running as a Republican now, maybe they'll say, oh, and, and it was Rand Paul that showed me the light. And now I'll listen to him. Now I'm a libertarian and bring the troops home. And yeah, we, well, we can only hope. And they're all going to go read Murray Rothbard and become good libertarians. And, um, you know, that's how it all rolls out. Move into New Orleans and take classes with Walter Block. That's how that's how the dream comes together, man. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. So there's just one more item we're going to briefly touch on here. And uh, well, hey, you're the expert. You, you tee it up for me. All right. Here you go. So what's happened now is that, you know, Rand Paul, obviously, is senator from Kentucky. He is running in for president. Kentucky, Kentucky, my sweet home. So he's running in Kentucky for senator now. His he, you know, his reelection is going to be coming up, and for it senator. comes up for senator. And of course, he's also running for president. Now he I've still wants that. to be a senator if he's not going to be president, especially now that it doesn't not look. It too may great. not happen. Yeah, so it's important for him to have his name on that ballot. But in Kentucky, where this uh, basically it's going to come together as a primary vote, it's going to be his name on the ballot for senator. 
and his name in the ba- ballot, there we go, for president. Except it can't be because that's against Kentucky law. Yes, I think. So that's the scenario. Yep, exactly. Issue. Marrying your sister legal, same name <laughs> for two different positions on the ballot, illegal. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. So Rand has proposed that they change the rules. And he's appealing to people and saying, look, I'd like you to change it so that it's a caucus rather than a primary, which then would make it yeah. legal to do. The way to skirt. And on top of that, it's probably better for a candidate like Rand Paul, who might have an organized grassroots campaign to have a caucus system. Precisely. So it helps him in a lot of ways. And he's even offering to pay for the change, which they're saying is going to cost $500,000 uh, when it's all said and done to push through. Now, that in itself, I think, is impressive because it, it ties into the whole you know Paulian viewpoint of, we want to give people back as much as possible as far as money. You know, I, I know Ron Paul consistently gave money back. I believe Rand has also given money back from his salary. And, you know, basically saying, taxpayers, keep your money. We don't want big government waste. You know, Rand Paul's got his waste report as well. This is showing people he's putting his money literally where his mouth is. And he wants to give it back through different fundraising methods. Like his money or personal it's, money? It's coming from back? camp. It's coming from campaign funds, but That's also it. it's coming from uh, people that would be representing, I believe, him at the caucus. I've got the details. I mean, he's in not the, just whipping out story his, that his Amex gold card for this, is he? I mean, no, <laughs> I, I'm hoping he has a black card by now. But I don't. <laughs> that's how far away I am from having these things. I don't even know what that which is better. Right, but he's you know he, he does have a plan in place and he breaks it down. Let me see. So he's breaking it down essentially. What it is is he said he's going to put two hundred fifty thousand into a state GOP account. I don't know where that's coming from exactly. Maybe that's his own. He also promised to raise or transfer another 200000 to the committee at a later date. That I'm guessing this is going to be campaign funds since you raise money for campaign financing anyway. And then the last part would be an additional one hundred fifty to 225000 which is raised by charging fees on candidates who participate in the caucus should it be ratified. So what do you think about this? Well, I mean... Are they just changing this rule for him specifically? I mean, they it don't know. It would essentially be a change to just for him. Yeah, it okay. would be a change I mean, just for him. It's been a rule, but to me, it seems like more like you can't run for state senate and like Congress, like two offices at the same time. It's the it would, same thing, which but. makes sense, except in this in this specific case where you know pertaining to Rand, where you're like, well, I kind of want to do both, you know? Yeah, but I mean, how rare? I mean, this isn't like something that's happened before. I don't it's think just it's like a, a law, occurrence. and no one does it because it's how rare is it that you're going to have? It would have to be this situation, basically, exactly. a senator who's also running for president, because no other situation are you going to really run for two offices at once. That's yeah. basically the only situation. Yeah, exactly. So that's what he's. That's what his point is. Now, there's a wrinkle to this, though. I like wrinkles. Ready? Here's is the there a conspiracy? Wrinkle. I think there could be a conspiracy. Oh, if, if it doesn't happen, uh, there will be a conspiracy theory. Right. Number six. So at the end of the day, even if he gives all the money, even if the Kentucky GOP says, yeah, let's do it, the people that have to actually say, yes, you can do this, is the Republican National Committee. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, no. And, oh, no. Mr. Stupid. Now, Mark, tell the, tell the people uh, the Paul history with the... National Republican Committee and and how they've given them love over the years uh, in dealing with with different well, events. Ron Paul had some issues. I mean, I know a lot of the during the Paul campaign there was a lot of hinging on the caucuses, and I know there were a lot of times that the votes were shut down at caucuses. Mm-hmm. Um, the Paul people were kind of uh, there. Are a lot of stories of some uh, chicanery, shenanigans, yeah. and that sort of thing. And rule changes, of and course. Rule, too. And then, of course, at the actual convention, they really, literally changed a bunch of rules so that Paul couldn't even get couldn't even speak couldn't even. <laughs> couldn't get a speaking role because if he had, I think it was over, I think five, uh, five delegates counts. Something, or something like yeah, that. something like that. He would have been guaranteed a speaking spot, 
but uh, they changed that to eight or something like yeah, that. So just, he couldn't just even, so he couldn't even speak at the convention because I mean you know you don't want Mitt Romney up there as as anything but the consensus nominee. You know they didn't want Ron Paul giving this counter speech about being against war and you know, the rest of the party yeah. sucks. God forbid stuff. that anybody so, has a dissenting opinion within a political. Now party. Rand gave a speech at that very convention, so that might imply that maybe Rand. It's a little more palatable to, to these guys, but it's one thing to be palatable and another thing to have support. So, I mean, so he can actually go through this whole process, spend the money, and then get shut down afterwards? Well, I'm guessing they're going to have to say, I think he can have all the money in place. I'm, I'm sure he isn't going to say, here, here's the money, and then find out if they're going to ratify it or not. I think a caucus system in general is better than a primary person. I concur. It's, it's the active people. I mean, if you're going to have these things, if you're going to have the parties, it should make sense for the active people that to actually get involved to be going there, arguing for their candidates, instead of just this thing where, you know, oh, I saw a news clip on the news, I'm a random person, I'm going to go to a poll and just click a button. I think I saw a clip of this guy making fun of Donald Trump, so I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> right. So, uh, we'll see if it happens. Doubtful. But I gave him a plus. How about you? You know, as much as I give you shit for pushes, I'm going to give this a push. Oh, <laughs> look at that. I don't have a strong opinion on this. I mean, I, I, I do what you got to do. I, I mean, I don't know if he should get special exceptions, per se, but at the same time, it's like, why even have... I mean, I'm not you know primarily opposed to the caucus system. I think that's better than the primary system, so it probably makes sense for him to do it. But, yeah, um, my, my major thing, the reason I gave him the Paul loss was mostly because I like the fact that he's like, look, I'll pay for it. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, take money out. Although I guess the Republicans, it wouldn't even be taxpayer money necessarily. It would just be the Republican Party that would be paying for it. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Maybe I should take it away. Yeah, I'll just leave it. Oh, I almost got you to back down. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, maybe later. All right. So, but still, overall, a pretty strong showing for Randall here after a few a few rough weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. He's uh, he's killing it in the Paul Wusses this week, yet his Losing poll numbers are still down. In the poll Wusses. The poll Wusses <laughs> are minuses. Yeah, exactly. So, but hell, you know, uh, kudos to him. He's probably only going to do better. The more Paul Wusses he gets, probably the worse he would pull, because that would just mean he's, t- he's tying himself more to libertarian values rather than the, the broader GOP base. There you go. Well, it's a long season ahead. There's plenty of time for uh, the Rand campaign to take off. And then either way, there's plenty of time for us to analyze every single thing he says or does. So yep. we will continue to do so on this show. And uh, now in our next episode, coming up next Monday... We are returning. We're having another edition of Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor, which my compatriot here next to me will not be a part of, but no. we will. Still listen, though, guys. We Still listen. We will have a very special guest, the one and only, the founder of the Blue Republicans, Robin Kerner. He has been on the show before, and this time he will be on the show drinking liquor is he, with us. Has he committed to drinking liquor? He, I actually know what his drink is, even. So oh, is that, is I'm not going to give that away. All right, I don't well, want to spoil it. All right, we don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil the man. The first words on the show are going to be what he's drinking, so I don't want to spoil that before he... People will just tune time. out immediately after that. But well, I heard it. I don't need to hear this. Been there, done that. Anyway, if you want to find out what Robin Kerner drinks when talking about liberty, tune in next Monday for the latest Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. Find all our past editions of this show at lionsofliberty.com slash podcast. If you want to discuss what you've been hearing us talk about, all this crazy rant stuff, I want to invite you on Facebook. Of course, you can find our actual page, facebook.com forward slash lionsofliberty. You can also join our private group, the Lions of Liberty Forum. You can talk to myself and Brian McWilliams and many other people who are in there having conversations. And let me tell you, it gets a little contentious sometimes. It does. It I, love, I, I, I uh, got contentious today because I object to using smiley faces in the forum. No smiley faces in the forum. I 
I think it was a ironic wink face, actually. Nah, I don't know. Whatever it was. I was typing on my phone. Who knows what emoji came out of me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, connect with us there. Find us on the Twitter, at Lions of Liberty. Uh, There's so many ways to stay in touch with us. And until next week, folks, you're going to join me on this one? I am. Live long! And live free! Where do you think I could get a Rand Paul gimp suit on? Oh, boy. Bye! (laughs) 